common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And, John, we got a big guest coming uh, up. we got another guest. I understand the, the control room is uh, signaling me that uh, uh, we have uh, Mayor Suarez on. Uh, Rita, would you bring in Mr. Mayor Suarez? And welcome back to Cats and Cosby. So much going on, especially with the border, also with the war by Russia against Ukraine. And joining us is someone, by the way, who was recently in Iowa. So much buzz about him is Mayor Francis Suarez, of course, the 43rd mayor of Miami. Uh, Mr. Mayor, it is so great to have you here on Cats and Cosby. Well, it's great to be with you both. Um, I always enjoy being uh, with, with uh, both of you and uh, talking about the most important issues that impact our country uh, that we both, that we all love. And, you know, you were in Iowa recently. There's a lot of buzz about you. You're doing an amazing job down there in Miami. Uh, what was that visit about? Well, you know, I'm president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors, so I'm president of all the, the mayors in America. And Iowa is an incredibly important uh, state. Um, you know, it is the first primary state uh, of the Republican primary. It used to be the first in both parties uh, until the Democrats changed changing, which I think is a mistake, by the way. Um, and I, I, gotta, I wanted to go there and feel it and see what it was about and listen to people. Um, you know, I think politicians are often going to places like that and just talking to them. And I wanted to listen. I remember my first campaign when I went door to door, 15,000 homes that I knocked on and just listen to people. Uh, and I think the second thing is that I wanted to offer them what was my vision for this country, which is based in part on what I call the Miami Miracle Story, where we keep taxes low, we keep people safe, and we lean into innovation. And we've created arguably the most prosperous city in the country and one of the most prosperous cities in the world where people around the world are taking notice of what's happening in Miami. So I have to ask you the question, are you running for president? That sounds like someone who's gearing up. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been saying pretty consistently that I'm, I'm strongly considering it. Um, it's, it's, you know, when I look at the landscape, the things that I look for are, uh, you know, is, is, you know, are the candidates uh, representing someone who's generational? Uh, is it someone that can appeal, for example, to Hispanics who are a growing population in this country? Is it someone with a track record of success? Is it someone with a clear, positive vision for the future? And, and you know, I, and I, I find myself oftentimes searching for that person and not really finding them. So there's, there's, there's a part of me that feels a sense of obligation uh, to do the due diligence on the process. It's a, it's a very rigorous process. Um, obviously, running for president is, is, is the most intense gauntlet that any human being can subject themselves to. And I have, you know, a wife of 16 years and, and two little kids. So I'm very conscientious of how my decisions in my private life and in my public life impact them. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm considering it, um, and, and I'll, I'll have a decision in the next few months. So that's not a no. I understand. I and uh, tell me, uh, Miami... Miami has become an international city. It's the capital of North and South America. Uh, tell me, how is Miami going? Well, you know, Financial Times named us the most, most important city in America. And what we've tried to do is sort of metamorphosize from just being seen as the capital of Latin America to what I call the capital of capital or the epicenter of capital. We want to be the central aggregation point for capital and the central deployment point for capital, because that's where that's, that's the point at which companies are created and scaled. 
Um, we know we live in a very decentralized world, so we know this is going to impact and benefit all of America. But we think it's important, uh, being in the, in, in the center, geographically of six mega markets, New York, uh, Illinois, California, South America, the Middle East, and Europe, and none of those markets are any closer to each other than we are. And so we've created a dynamic by implementing Republican principles of small government, of safety, and, uh, and of prosperity that have created incredible KPIs. You know, we lower taxes under my uh, watch, under my administration, to the lowest level in history, the lowest millage rate, and we saw unprecedented growth, we grew 12%. Then we use those resources in a targeted fashion uh, to increase funding for police while other cities were defunding their police and supporting our police officers and giving them the technology they need to do their job. Um, and we saw last year, 2022, the lowest per capita homicide rate since 1964. So it was, um, you know, safer to be in Miami last year than any year prior to 1964, which is um, unheard of uh, across America. And then, uh, you know, we focused on creating a dynamic economy. We, we know that the world is changing rapidly. You know, I'm here in Iowa, as you said, and there's a tremendous amount of American manufacturing, which is incredibly critical and important to our supply chain and how we um, subsist as a country. But we also have to be conscientious of the fact that even on uh, things such as, uh, you know, feed distributors, they have microchips now, right, so that they can be programmed and so that they can uh, have a a variety of speeds and distribution methods. So those microchips are being uh, produced in large, uh, to a large degree in Taiwan. And if if China takes Taiwan, um, you know, this could impact our GDP by 10 to 14 percent in the negative. So we have to be very conscientious of, of, of our supply chain, of creating prosperity through uh, implementing the American dream of, of supporting uh, people who, who uh, create businesses and who want to scale companies and create high-paying jobs. Now, we're not nation of wage growth, number one in tech job growth, number one in uh, direct foreign investment, and number one in pandemic recovery. Wow, 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 wow. And um, Mr. Mayor, I want to also ask you, and again, everybody, we're talking to Mayor Francis Suarez, uh, the great mayor there of Miami, who said he is considering it, maybe running for president, was there in Iowa. Um, you just recently came out with a really powerful story, a national review, um, making a distinction between authoritarianism and freedom. Uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor there, uh, came under a little bit of heat from people about basically saying, you know, it's a territorial dispute. Uh, where do you stand with all that? Explain about your story. It was really powerful. Well, first of all, thank you. And it, it stems from the fact that, um, you know, my parents were exiled from the country of birth, Cuba. Uh, my dad came in when he was 12, my mother when she was seven. My, my grandfather was jailed by Castro. His brother died in a Cuban jail, and his other brother was jailed for many, many years. Um, we've seen the influence of communism and the destructive power of communism in our hemisphere and throughout the world. Um, and, and what we see is this sort of reinvigoration of an axis of evil between Russia and China. And, you know, it's manifesting itself in not just the Ukrainian conflict, but also in the infiltration and the propagation of socialism in our hemisphere. Those are two massive problems. In the case of Ukraine, you know, we really should have never uh, had to uh, help Ukraine because uh, Putin should have never invaded Ukraine. Part of the reason why Putin, I think, invaded Ukraine, it's my, my theory, is because he saw American weakness. And you project weakness uh, with the uh, hasty withdrawal and, and, and sort of catastrophic withdrawal in Afghanistan, 
uh, with uh, an inability to deal with things in your own hemisphere, such as the July 11th protest um, in Cuba, uh, when, when there isn't a coherent foreign policy, when America's not projecting strength, and when the president is, is reaching 80 and, and, and world leaders doubt his resolve, bad things happen, right? Because you have a guy in Putin who's a megalomaniac who has a vision for what he thinks Russia should be, which is based in large part on a reunification of the USSR. And there's no better time. There's no better time for him uh, to do what he uh, what he's doing than uh, in a world where America is receding uh, and is weaker uh, in, the, in the eyes of him and she. So You're absolutely it's, it's correct. Sca- You're absolutely correct. It's a very correct. scary time. We're out of time. Well, thank you, uh, Mayor Suarez, uh, for coming on. It was good to see you in Miami with uh, uh, Chairman uh, Jamie Dimon uh, for the uh, J.P. Morgan uh, Summit. And also and, Paris Hilton was there. And right? Paris Hilton was there. <laughs> and and it was a great uh, two days with, uh, with uh, J.P. Morgan. Thank you so much for everything you do for Miami. And, and good luck to, you know, and, and to upper things. Thank you so much. Yeah, keep us posted. Thank you, guys. Thank we you. We will. Take care.